0: are you ready it's time go.
1: to separate the men from the boys go, go, go go. and get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous ginger's perspective
2: hello and welcome at that time of the week again football two plus three and if The Champions League second leg at the Etihad between City and Spurs is anything to go by. Mo, we are in for another fascinating game this weekend with Manchester City against Tottenham at the Etihad on Saturday, and it promises to be a fascinating encounter.
1: Well, the only thing is that uh, at least we don't have to worry about uh, away goals uh, impacting on the result. If if it goes the way the Champions League turn out, then City get the three points.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, though. City, you know, going into that Champions League game, were on course for all four trophies, weren't they? Now Spurs have scuppered their chances, but City now are, what, two points behind Liverpool, game in hand, it's a must-win.
1: It is a must-win, and I wonder what sort of impact it's going to have, you know, getting dumped out of Champions League. You know, is it going to have a negative spin? Will they now falter and hand Liverpool the title? Um, you know they've got Spurs, and then on Wednesday it's the Manchester derby. So this this week could be pivotal for Manchester City if they want to at least win uh, the league.
2: Yeah, they certainly have a, a tougher run in. You know the remaining five games that they have. Um, you know you look at at Spurs as you say they've got the derby, whereas Liverpool it's not an easy game going away to Cardiff because Cardiff after that win over Brighton will be feeling like they've got their tails up. And that they're, you know, they have a slight chance of survival.
1: Yeah, no, they, they could pull off the great escape. Um, though, you know what, they, they, they're travelling to, to Anfield. It's not, it's not going to be, oh, actually, they're playing at home. Sorry, they're playing at home. They, they, you know, they might pick up, but Liverpool are, you know, hitting peak form. Every game you watch and you hope that that's the one they're going to stumble, they just pull off a win. I mean, that, the win against Chelsea, same thing. We're waiting for that slip-up, and I don't think it's going to
2: come this time around And it co- coincides with Mo Salah's return to goal-scoring form, doesn't it? You know, he went a bit quiet by his standards, by the incredible standards he set last season. And all of a sudden now, he's popping up, scoring goals at just the right time for Jurgen Klopp.
1: And not just goals, you know, some blinders.
2: Yeah, that was, I mean, that, that was incredible. I mean, that, that strike... You know, the way he just celebrated it was like this is class. I am class and what was even nice to see is after the game I don't know if you saw on Mo Salah's Instagram. He posed with uh, Eden Hazard, you know what I mean? Like asked Eden Hazard for a picture. I mean, how humble is this guy?
1: Uh, That's that's something else. eh? But the the thing with him, he seems to be a genuine good guy. Look, he dives a couple of games, but I, I suppose players have to take advantage now before
2: VAR comes into play next season. Yeah, it's just a slight fellow, you know, any, but defenders know. any Anyone knows in the Premier League, if you're near that big box, you've got a, an attacking player hurtling down on goal, the ball at his feet, any contact, even if it's a Same breath time. of air, he's going down. He's going down. And then, as you say, VAR comes in next season and all of a sudden, it's a game changer. As we saw in that Champions League game, VAR rule the roost but i don't know some people arguing var will take away that sort of part of the game other people saying well there's a lot of money at stake you want to get the decision spot on and a guy like neil warnock will say where's var been this whole season Maurizio pochettino last night would have gone thank goodness for var so
1: yeah. you know it just it's, depends on your situation i mean that's it uh, someone like uh, you know uh, Gardner, they've been undone by a lot of bad decisions and it cost them but other clubs have benefited from from not having a var so you know it just depends how you look at it
2: often when you're down the bottom you're struggling you know things do tend to go against you and you don't have the rubber the green so if you look at this result against brighton for cardiff they're probably going guys here's a second bite at the cherry you know, we need to try and do everything we possibly can because Brighton, on the other hand, have got nightmare run-in for their remaining games.
1: Yeah, look, they, they don't have the easier run-in, but uh, they, they'll be fighting. Eh? I think Cardiff, I think they, they deserve to go down though eh? You know, they've been poor, they haven't done well enough. Brighton, uh, I think they might just escape it though. I think Cardiff will, 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 will go down
2: obviously I have a soft spot for Chris Houghton being a former Newcastle United manager but Neil Warnock's also you know rubbing off on me a little bit he's 70 years old I mean he's up there with um, Roy Hodgson in terms of the the geriatrics in the Premier League with all due respect um, but I agree with you if you have to put the two teams together you know I think most teams will be quite happy not to be traveling to, to Cardiff to play their Premier League games I'd rather go down to the coast to face Brighton <laughs>
1: That's
2: true. That's true. So we'll, we'll wait and see. A lot still can happen. This is the Premier League. But of course, Fulham, Huddersfield, gone. Um, Fulham will be very upset because they spent a lot of money. But clearly, clearly, the players weren't up for it. You know what I mean? Like, Cardiff the other night, watching them against Brighton, they definitely wanted it more than the Seagulls. And that's what it often comes down to in this Premier League uh, when you're scrapping for the top, or I mean, you're scrapping for the bottom, or you're fighting it out for the top spot. Whatever team wants it more and the players turn up, there's the difference between staying up, winning a title, and going down into the championship.
1: Yeah, look, you know what, for me, Fulham, they made big mistakes when they got uh, promoted. They shouldn't have gone and splashed all that money on unnecessary players. Keep the core, a little bit of experience, you know, they went about it the wrong way and it backfired. And now you find yourself in the championship, your team is about, most of the guys will just jump ship. And you've got to start all over again you know it's it's very bad planning from there but but you know that's how it is uh, you, you, you sort of get to the premier league you want to stay out, so you you make these type of things but it happens
2: no it does it does and i agree with you i think now they go into the championship they've got a massive wage bill um you know and they've got to offload players and try and bounce straight back i think it's tougher bounce back from the championship than it is to stay in the Premier League for these promoted teams.
1: No, that def- absolutely is. You have to have uh, a really good manager and, uh, you know, a lot of finances to keep the players you have. It just seems that the players the here, are like mercenaries, they're going to just leave and wouldn't really want to fight back.
2: Yeah, I, I expected a lot more from, you know, Schürrle. Uh, Mitrovic tried his luck, but he's not, he just shows he's maybe not Premier League quality. You know. Anyway, he let's not.
1: It because
2: he left Maybe a little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah. Anyway, um, it will be interesting to see what happens this summer, though. Um, you know, Hazard mm. being linked to the move away. Um, Mo Salah's agent has rubbished reports that he's unhappy and asked for a request. But I think, I think Eden Hazard will probably make the move to Real Madrid because Zinedine Zidane would not have retaken the job unless he was promised a huge war chest.
1: Uh, yeah, look, uh, for me, I think Hazard is on his way out. He feel, probably feels Chelsea is not, you know, meeting his sort of uh, uh, expectation. With what does he want out of winning and getting titles? He's won the Premier League. Maybe he feels he needs a new challenge. And at the moment, someone like him, you don't think he's the type of player who settles for fourth place or Europa League. He wants to be in the Champions League.
2: Yeah, there comes a point where, you know, he doesn't want to be going to Slavia, Prague to be playing a second-leg yeah. Europa League match. You know what I mean? He wants to be at the Bernabeu or at yeah. New Camp or wherever yeah. it, the big stadiums.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, the, 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 that race for the third and fourth spot I mean, is so intense right now. It's like its own mini-league. I mean, Liverpool and City are battling at the top. They've got their own little heavyweight battle going on. But third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, it's just you know, keeps changing, moving up and down. And I don't know, I can't honestly say definite who's going to get
2: it. I mean, let's break it down in terms of the points here. Third place, Tottenham Hotspur, 67 points. Fourth place, Arsenal, 66 points. Um, Both of them 33 games. 34 games for Chelsea, 66. Manchester United, 33 games, 64. Anything can happen for those final two Champions League spots. Um, It's going to be very interesting, but... I've got to ask you, what is going on at Manchester United? I mean, fine, they came up against uh, a Barcelona team, a Lionel Messi, but De Gea, is he also maybe being distracted by a move this season? What's going on there? Ma?
1: I think his he, head is sort of, his he, head is turned. You know, he has looked around and said, okay, I'm, I'm probably the most valuable player the club has, but they're not paying me what i I think that's why he's calling on a contract and all of that. And I don't blame him, he's done well over the last few years. They should actually pay him what he's worth. You look, you look at the opposite side of the point. Sanchez, who's earning a killing, and he's not you know, putting in the performances that De Gea gives him. And I think that sort of distracted him, but I think they should just give him what he wants. He, for him, I'd say give it to him, because he's the goalkeeper, he saves them a lot of times in the league and other competitions. But to me, honestly, United's current squad, are not good enough um, to be in, you know, challenging for the Premier
2: League. I have to agree with you. you. I Have to you agree. You
1: look at the difference in quality between even, not even looking at Barcelona, that's European. You're looking at the likes of Liverpool, Man City. That United defense is shockingly bad. Ashley Young, you know, yeah. Go,
2: go, go. What's he on the wrong side of thirty, playing right back, conceding fouls, you know, being outpaced? Uh, There's a major overhaul required
1: yeah look look at it. I mean, uh, I know people I think Solskjaer is under pressure because ever since he got his permanent role um you know the results have turned against him. but let's just be honest, this is not his squad yet. he's inherited the squad. he hasn't been able to make uh, any transfers or bring in new players. Uh, give him the summer, let him settle down, get the players he wants, and we'll see next season then.
2: I mean, I like the idea of Gareth Bale at old Trafford. I really do.
1: I think it's overrated, unnecessary. Uh, I'd be cool if, you know, social got rid of a lot of the dead weight and promoted youth. There's nothing wrong with if the youngsters are up for it. Give them a chance. Why not? Uh, you see what how it's working at Ajax. I mean, Chiefs. he's 19 years old, average age of 24, and you're in the semi-finals of the Champions League. Okay, it's not going to happen again next season because probably the whole of Europe is going to raid the the Ajax team for players. But why not? I'd be okay if someone like Herrera left and you promoted a young uh, defensive midfielder.
2: Although you could do with a Kulibali, someone like that, you know, a oh, r- rock definitely. solid centre back, a back marquee also, player.
1: Yeah, uh, with a marquee signing. But you gotta, you can, if you see talent in the team, why not promote it within? him you could, It could work for you, it might not. But, I mean, history suggests that it has worked for United when they brought in youngsters.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. And, and the academy system is world-class. So, so, I mean, look at what Rashford has done. You know, she's an example. McTominay. You know, these are these are guys coming through the ranks.
1: Only way for them to really, you know, get experience is to be playing. And I would have assumed Solskjaer should have actually invested most of his uh, stars for the Barcelona game. Put on the youngsters. Give them an experience.
2: What have they got to lose?
1: Yeah. well you would have lost. they would have gone in double digits <laughs> nonetheless they, they have the an experience and this next sort of week will probably be critical for Solskjaer because you know you're up against Everton away never an easy place to go
2: Everton are soft
1: well look it just depends on, on the, the opposition they, they sort of pick and choose who they want to beat
2: yeah but I, I've just been so disappointed in Everton this season they've also spent a lot of money uh, Marco Silva's, you know, not, you know, won over the squad clearly, and they just look like they have coasted all season long.
1: Look, they're in ninth place, which is generally where they are every year. Um, so, I think he's done okay. Uh, he might need a bit of a striker. I think they should look at buying Lukaku back. Yeah. <laughs> <He> might be <laughs> <a> ideal, <laughs> uh, ideal candidate for that team. But uh, you know. Uh, it's it's going to be an intense uh, finish. I think we haven't had this in a very long time where nothing is sort of settled towards the end of the season. Okay, we've got our two relegation guys, but everything else is still open.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, this weekend, um, Southampton come to Newcastle. Uh, Also, they're desperate for a win, uh, knowing a win will definitely put them safe. But if they lose to Newcastle on the weekend, for example...
1: Newcastle are safe then.
2: Yeah, yeah, I look at Newcastle, I think at this stage, you know, maybe another point, um, you know, if, the, if the, seven points clear of Cardiff and 18th, I think they're safe. But the fact of the matter is suddenly Southampton, Brighton and Cardiff could all be scrapping it out for the fi- on the final day of the season, you know. Um, and then you can also have the final day of the season potentially yield who the champions of England will be. You know, so you could have a fascinating final day of the season with two massive battles at the top and the bottom.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I think if it goes down to that, it would be fantastic for the Premier League. It, it would just you know, elevate it to the next level that, uh, that, that the Premier League has Premier never settled until right to the end. Yeah,
2: it's going to be great. All right, Mo, let's move on to our fantasy football. Uh, double game week again because we're playing catch-up with a lot of teams. The thinking is you've got to watch out those teams that don't have a double week and then you've got to balance that with who's in form. You know, so let's have a look at the fixtures um, and and look at who's got... Let's go view all fixtures here. So Monday, Tuesday, Brighton our way to Spurs. Watford hosts Southampton, two big games. Wednesday, Wolves uh, take on Arsenal. Manchester United, Man City, so that's the derby. And then Friday, Liverpool, Huddersfield. Um, uh,
1: the Friday game would fall under the... the yeah, that's
2: the, the next game. one, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. It just runs into fixtures. So you basically can catch your breath on Thursday next week.
1: Look, uh, uh, the smart person would go uh, bring in a couple of Wolves players because um, you know they're playing at home against Arsenal and they traditionally have done well at home. Uh, and and,
2: and all home to Brighton.
1: Is also at home against Brighton. Yeah. So, you know, you could bring in some Wolves players. Even Arsenal players, I mean, they play on Sunday against Crystal Palace. And, and uh, so, you bring in maybe Aubameyang he might bring you some points. Uh, the Spurs one is a tricky one. It's a very tricky one. Bring in, to bring in Spurs against City, um, tough call. Right? Even United, I mean, it's a tough one. Do you bring in United players against uh, Everton and, and Manchester City. Yeah. So I'm settling that I'm going to go with more the, the, the mix of rules and Arsenal players rather than you know, banking on, on the likes of Spurs and, and uh, United players.
2: And if you haven't played your wild card, perfect opportunity to tinker a bit or, or look at what you potentially can get away with there. But I think you have to be very smart. You have to know what's going on here and decide what happens in game week 35 uh, and then going into 36. Plenty of football to come. All right, Mo, I think uh, let's leave it there. Uh, Let's hope that we see some great football like we did uh, in that Champions League semi-final, second league. Wouldn't it be amazing to have four goals in 10 minutes again on Saturday in the opening game?
1: Oh, that would be fantastic. But then every other game will probably be a (laughs)
2: 1-0. Exactly, exactly. Um, All right, so in terms of the fantasy, be clever, just a double game week. And then also, you know, you're going to have to just uh, keep an eye on things and maybe your Agueros, um, your sons aren't really the guys you need to be looking at. But then because you sacrifice the amounts on them, you can possibly get in a Jimenez or a Yota or something. You know what I mean? Play around with those Wolves players.
1: Yeah, uh, one, one particular name that's uh,
2: caught my attention is Danny Ings. My rule of thumb is always to pick Salomon Rondon
0: just because he has the best song in the Premier League mode. South of the Equator, Venezuela, a young lad was born, a young lad was born. And now he's back in the Premier League, Newcastle fans are all intrigued, and he's still used to it. We've had no cash, we're barely surprised, not the first time that Mike Ashley's live so he searched and he searched for a deal that would work and improve our you new castle
1: side
2: Rafa's so brought in Rwandan, he's wrong, done a deal with West Brom, get yourself, with West Brom. Brom. Get, get yourself a goal son all right we're gonna have to leave it there, Brom. Mo, your are parting words?
1: There's always, be champions
2: there you have it, remember to catch us on iTunes uh, cs2c.co.za I had to think there for a second uh, The Ginger's Perspective on uh, Facebook and um, at Football 2 Plus 3 on Twitter Give us your thoughts, love to hear from you Hope you enjoyed the show and uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you again next week in what should be a very interesting weekend of Premier League Fixtures
0: South of the equator Venezuela A young lad was born A young lad was born And now he's back in the Premier League, Newcastle fans are all intrigued, and he's still used to it. We've had no cash and we're barely surprised, not the first time that Mike Ashley's lied. So he searched and he searched for a deal that would work and improve our Newcastle side. So Rafa brought in Rondon, did a deal with West Brom, get yourself a goal, son. Rafa's brought in Rondon, done a deal with West Brom, get yourself a goal, son.